welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are just so happy to be tapped in and tuned in and dialed up all the way into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Hey y'all. How are you feeling? My feet are cold. I need to put some socks on. Um, and I'm a little tired, but I'm a goober because I have to pack. So I'm feeling oh like... Oh You still gotta pack. Yep. What time you gotta be at the airport tomorrow? Um, seven at night. Okay, that's good. That's good. Are, yeah. are you off tomorrow or are you going to work tomorrow? I'm off tomorrow. Oh, thank God. That's really good. Yeah, I'm off tomorrow. Yay. I'm so happy for you. Um, I have to be up really early. I have to go into the office, so it's going to be a whole thing. What the heck? I thought you were not going in office. Um, I go in for important meetings, but that'll probably be up until, like, let me see. I'll probably do that up until um up until like the, the the new year. I feel like once January hit, I'm gonna be done. Really. Um, crack up. Yeah, we'll see. But 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 you said. I know. I know. Just me being extra. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna dig into your ass online. Thank you. But, uh, I really you, appreciate it. You're welcome. Cause I really want to. But um, <laughs> you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what was I say? How are you today? Really good. Um, just a little sleepy, but that's that's actual normal email behavior. Yeah, I was about to say that's definitely just me. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like when you get a certain age, sleepy it's just a default. It's a state of mind, really. It's a state of mind. A permanent I, state of mind. I just that which reminds me, I just realized that yeah, I just realized like an hour ago that I cannot bring my associates on the plane with me. Oh Lord. So it's either I drink it before the plane ride or I don't bring it to the airport. And like, if you drink Celsius, you know that it makes you have to pee. Well, me, me, like me and my coworkers, like we always got to drink Celsius. I had to as well. That's why sometimes it's like a, it's hard to jump right into a workout yeah so i'm like so i guess i'm not taking it to the airport because one thing about me i do not use the bathroom on the airplane oh i wish i was so lucky i'll be using it i've never used the bathroom on the airplane i think the last time i used the bathroom on the airplane i was a child i always gotta go to the bathroom the worst and i'm like <laughs> i feel like i gotta pee the most intense i really be in my mind i'd be like i just be doing something in my mind where i'm just like you're not gonna go and I'm having issues sometimes, like, where, like, if I don't go to bed from my side hurt, so I just got to go. That's like, not me. I just, I think I'd be just so nervous that my body cuts off. Yeah, I hope, but I, I'm wishing that that continues for you. Because, you know, I used to be weird about public bathrooms, and then something just happened. Yeah, but so. also, I used the bathroom before I got on the plane. I use it before and did two times on the plane. I'm crazy. I just gotta go to the bathroom all the time. You know that about me, though. Yeah, that's true. Like I always have to use the restroom. I'm, it's so annoying because I didn't used to be like this when I was a kid, but now that I'm adult. It's like I always gotta go. It's crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely um, nuts. Uh, I'm like, but terrible. we're manifesting that you don't use it not one dang time. Thank you, and it's a five hour flight. I'm like, I can do this. Like five hours. That's cake strong. Very strong. Everybody knows I don't use headphones on the plane. Freak us away. Uh, 
Because I always want to be aware. Like mm-hmm. when when I hear that muffle, I'm like, what did they say? I know. I, I definitely don't want to be aware on the plane. <laughs> I be feeling so nervous. I need to be like unaware. I always download some like movies, books. Like I, I just always need to be stimulated while I'm sitting in one spot. It's crazy. See, I downloaded something, but I didn't even, like, I downloaded a movie before, but I didn't even watch it. God, I be getting my movie on. Do you hear me? I'm such a crazy rich Asian. I'm crazy. I can't focus. Like, oh, I can't, wow. I can't focus. I'm only focusing on getting from point A to point B. But you're not doing it. You don't, <laughs> you focusing is not what helped this, the pilot. It's really not. But in my mind, <laughs> I'm like, driving? in my mind, I'm like, if they say something, like, I'm like, I need to hear it. So I'm like, I need to focus. They're like, buckle up, folks. Yep, I can hear it. Yeah. I feel like, ah. Well, I hope you'll have an absolutely phenomenal time. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. And I'm mad because I'm going to wear my combat boots, but it's like 80 degrees there. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing, though, 80 degrees. Get a little bit more summer fun in. Like but 80 can. degrees in Vegas, I'm like, <laughs> Kind of shit. <laughs> I said comedy. Oh, yeah. But that's that, Jack. Yes, indeed. So let's get into this phase four, shall we? Yeah. All right. So for this week's phase four, we're going. We are going to spice it up, literally. <laughs> um. So this week's phase four is our four favorite seasonings or spices. What is that thing that we add to our food and then our eyes roll back each time? Because it's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is like my holy grail. Ooh. Excuse me. I'm so sorry, y'all. I love seasonings. Like, I'm always just, like, buying random seasonings. Like, I buy, like, a random season if I see a TJ Maxx and Ross. Like, I just be doing anything when it comes to seasonings. Here are my favorite seasonings. So, I'm starting hot and heavy with... Not really hot and heavy, but I'm starting um, with pink salt. Oh, so pink Himalayan, like um, not no. I'm sorry, I didn't mean pink salt. I meant black salt. I'm sorry, it's pink. Okay. So black salt is pink when it's in the jar. That's why I say pink salt. So black salt is um is used in a lot of East Asian cuisines, and it's like. So it's like kind of that sulfur taste. Um, I you I got into it because a lot of vegans were using it to season tofu scramble because it gives like that eggy taste, mm-hmm. and it's so wild. And it's not like a nasty, like overwhelming. Or I'm like, Ugh. it's so wild to me that it really like gives that taste. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? This is nuts. So black salt it comes um it looks pink in the packaging but once it's um like hits the liquid it turns black that's why i said pink salt at first but yeah i okay. love i love it um i wanna excuse me i'm so sorry y'all the i use it mainly in my tofu scramble um but I want to use it in other dishes, but I don't know how to use it and what dishes. So if anybody is familiar with black salt and like use it in any other things, please let me know because I want to like experiment more with it because I have a lot of it. Um, 
The next one is Creole seasoning and the one with the white man with the chef head on it. Um, when I tell you that's when I make my homemade fries, I use um baking soda, uh, I mean sorry, not baking soda, cornstarch, um a, a oil, um and I always excuse me, I use the Creole seasoning. Like when I use the Creole seasoning, I don't gotta use salt, pepper, I just mm. straight up use the Creole seasoning and it have like a little kick to it. I love love that seasoning. It's always on deck for me. And also, like, it tastes better the more it sits. Like, the older it is, it tastes better. It's, like, spicier. (sighs) The next one, this seasoning, I for real cannot live without. Um, Everything but the bagel seasoning. Like, I cannot live without this seasoning. Like, I have to have it. Um, So recently i've been making sandwiches with it and i use vegan mayo and then i put so i put vegan mayo on the bread and then i sprinkle everything but the bagel seasoning on it on the bread mm-hmm. and i'm like it really packs a punch like it really gives like a such a good fl- and also like not every everything but the bagel seasonings are created equal so i currently i had the one from whole foods i like it it's it's good it is good it's not bad but it's not trader joe's but i yes i will yeah, say that's the how one i from, felt when i had it yes the one from it's trader salty joe's and flavorful is the one. yes 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 you know i'm so right um yeah the one from trader joe's i feel is just like the like it's the one right um Excuse me. This last one. Okay. I'm going to do this. All right. So I'm going to say one and then I'm going to do a bonus one. Okay. Um, so um, I'm, I'm not sure if I pronounce this right, but furukake. Hmm. So it's a Japanese seasoning. It's like it's like everything but the bagel seasoning. It's Japanese. It's seaweed um, sesame and sesame seeds. Um, so I love sprinkling this on my ramen. Oh my god, it's so freaking good on ramen. Um, I put it on my ramen. Sometimes I put it on my just egg. Um, and I, I, cause I love seaweed, so I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like everything like bagel seasoning with like seaweed. Like I know that sounds crazy, but trust me, it's good. And again, the best one is from Trader Joe's, cause also you gotta be careful because not all of them are vegan. Um, fukake, but it's one. Um. The one at Trader Joe's is vegan, and I live, I swear by it. Um, I love it so much. Bonus round, Tahim. So love it. <laughs> I freaking love Tahim so much. Like, when I went to L.A. and, like, tried it in Echo Park, like, it was a done bun from there. Like, I have been hooked ever since. And, like, I got, like, these bags. I got a bag with, like, little mini ones in them. And I carry them in my purse around with me all the time. Wow. At all times. Because if I have a mango or if I have a watermelon, I want to put tahini on it. And it's crazy how, like, I went my whole life eating watermelon and mango with nothing on it. But now... If I have a water, if I like have watermelon or mango, I have to have tahini. At my old job, I used to have the big bottle in my desk because there's a fruit truck near our office, and I used to go to the fruit truck and put tahini on my mango and my watermelon. Like, 
I freaking love tahini. Every time I see somebody eating fruit, I always be like, have you tried tahini on your fruit? I love it. Oh my it. gosh, yeah. It's definitely good. It's it's tangy for me, but I feel like it's that's your style. Like the, the tang. Yeah, I love it. And I love lime. Yeah, that's very your style. <laughs> so awesome choices. I can say that like they're definitely not seasonings that I currently have in like my pantry. So you know what? Maybe I give them a try. Yeah, I be going cr- like our pantry is busting out the seams and it's always me. Like who's buying the seasoning yeah i'm definitely like i'm a little bit more so my seasonings are a little bit more simple but that's just our taste buds if we're being real if we're being honest here so like for me like onion powder is like one i really love because i feel like my whole life people made it like garlic powder was that girl yeah right people like garlic powder and she is like you can't make anything without using garlic powder but I feel like onion powder, as I got older, I'm like, no, this really brings the flavor out. No, for real. It's it the do. onion powder. Like, the garlic powder is you right, Iman. I don't even be you Like, I'm like, I will use onion powder over garlic. Me too. And I, I wouldn't have chose that a few years ago. I would be like, garlic powder is a staple because garlic is such a good taste. Like, garlic bread and, like, you know, garlic pasta. But onion powder just really brings this flavor that I, I just love to food so I found myself using that a bit more and it's like I can't really not have that like I can't have that seasoning on that mm-hmm. next is saison it's just so good especially on top of like potatoes and chickpeas oh yeah so it's just amazing like when I do my roasted potatoes when I do my roasted chickpeas i always do like the olive oil of course garlic and onion powder salt and pepper but like the main ingredient it's like it gives it that red color that orangey color it's the saison it's great in rice sometimes if you're boiling rice you could just put a bay leaf in a pack of it in the the water and it's just so good like the red one i love it so much i just enjoy the taste and i look on the back and the packet, it's like turmeric and paprika. And I'm like, I feel like if I were to add all these seasonings together myself, it wouldn't taste this good. <clears throat> so I just love that it's a combination of all those spices and it just elevates your food so much. Um, next, I'm going to say hot pepper seeds. Oh, my God. Yes, you do love it. I really love hot pepper seeds so much. Every time I cook for people, they're like, all right, you, you can slow down with those. But they make everything so good, like especially avocado toast. Oh, my God. Like I, don't, I cannot eat avocado toast if the whole top layer is not red with like red pepper seeds <laughs> on it. A little bit of sea salt and olive oil, but the red pepper seeds are it for me. Like I just like to put it on top of stuff like i don't really use it until like i'm done but it just adds like that perfect spiciness that perfect like smokiness like oh my god if you put it on top of roasted broccoli with like nutritional yeast it's like kind of like spicy broccoli like y'all it's just so Mm -hmm. good and then finally i'm gonna say cinnamon because i put cinnamon in a lot of things like if i'm ever making like uh sweet potatoes like it's I, I use cinnamon to kind of bring out that smoky taste to it. So it's like you add cinnamon, paprika, and like um a little bit of chili powder oh, all shit. together. It like really it's like so it's like such a kick 
you know? And like cinnamon is like obviously known for going in things like cakes and cookies. But there are a lot of dishes where if you just add like a dash <laughs> Sorry, of cinnamon. Sorry, I'm laughing because you said, yeah, my taste buds is simple. And then you... <laughs> Cause I you, you you be going to like the the back back street to get I'm like black salt. <laughs> Never in my life ran into black salt to get it. So I had to go to the Pakistani market. Exactly it. what like I go to to shop right to get cinnamon. <laughs> like cinnamon no, but this combo like, grown as hell. Oh yeah, like uh, this like the Cajun sweet potato recipe. Um. Like I love those so much, and even if you're making chili, you put a little, just a, mm-hmm. a little oh, yeah, bit of cinnamon yeah. in it, elevates it. If you make them like a little stir fry, just just a little, little bit of cinnamon. Y'all know I love brown sugar, but that's not a spice. But the, those two together are just like how the, the best combo ever. You put cinnamon in your oatmeal. You put cinnamon in, on like your your sweet bake. Like it's so good. Just love it so much. All right, and honorable mention lemon pepper. Yes, I, I be forgetting. Her. That's my girl. Like I really love her. Again, if you want to go in a different direction with the p- potatoes, you don't want them to have like that smoky flavor from like the saison. Then you can go with the lemon pepper and some fresh lemon. And oh my god, so good! You can also put lemon pepper in like a pasta dish with a bunch of different veggies, and it's just I feel like lemon and pasta. And like mushrooms together, it reminds me of like this dish my mom used to make with like spaghetti and like oyster. She would make spaghettis with like an oyster sauce and it would be like fresh lemon in it. And then sure. same with like shrimp scampi back in the day. You know there's like vegan that. oyster sauce? Um, I didn't know. I just used oyster mushrooms. Mm. Yeah, I just use oyster mushrooms. It's so easy to get mushrooms. It tastes like oyster. They have very like similar texture, but I'll try the sauce. You know, always down for a sauce. But yeah, y'all, that's it. Those are the seasonings we love. Those are the things that, you know, elevate our cooking. All right. So let's get into this uh toast for assist. This week we want to toast to Telfar. Um, because this new spread that features so Mars Chestnut. Lil' Kim, Young Miami. It's like, this is the blackness that we love. This is the celebration of blackness, the creativity, the innovation. Like Sabrina said, I ain't seen Morris Chestnut in so And then seeing him smiling with the Ugg, it just made me so happy. I'm like, oh my God, this is so... I'm like, what? Who thought, like, to cast Morris Chestnut in an Ugg Telfer collab? Like, I just love that. I just love... I love myself just like, huh? Yeah, it's and it just it catches your attention in a way that's just like so refreshing because things just be so boring. I just feel like that's too far for you though. Mm-hmm. Like it's never boring. It's never boring. And I just love like the intersection of Telfar and pop culture, like between, you know, Telfar taking up space on the Renaissance. And now to include to be to have a shoot that includes Mars Chestnut, to include Young Miami, to include Lil' Kim, and to have the like it's different. Like they have the shoes on their feet, like mm-hmm. I mean on their hands. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. It's just so, so cool. It's like, okay, I'm happy to be alive. Like, some good advertisements make you happy to be alive to witness it. <laughs> yes, I just love that. Like, I just can't get that, like, picture out of my face, out of my face, out of my mind. Like, how Marcia was, like, smiling with Telfar. And it's just like, oh. Yes, he looks so happy. 
And I love that, like, Telfar himself are, like, is in everything. Yes, like I love that too. Like we want to see the face and like the fact that you know this is a black person that's like you know making these things and you see like he looks like you know he could be your cousin or he could be your brother or something like that. Like I just love that and it just makes me feel like it makes me feel like real homey, like real cozy. Like I love it. Yes, I see one with Roland Ray. Um, oh my god, I see that. Hold on, let me send it to you right now. Yes, one with Roland Ray. I didn't, so I feel like everyone's circulating the ones with Mars Chestnut, um, uh, Lil' Kim, and Young Miami, which are fabulous. But I just saw this one with Roland Ray. And Roland Ray loves her. One with Tizo Touchdown. I know who that is. Young Miami. And then it's like. Oh, I with- love. Oh, my God, I love. That's so cool to include Roland Ray. I'm going to send it to you so, this thing to you so you can fly through all of them. But it's just so cool. I love that. Roland Ray really is not playing. You know But yeah, shout out to Telfar. Shout out to all those black um, folks that were featured in the video. I mean, in the photo shoot too. All right, so let's get into tea time, shall we? Dip, dip, dip. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk about it. So, um, Rihanna. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, <laughs> so Rihanna is reportedly releasing new music in 2024. Blah, 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 blah. Wouldn't have we heard that before. Um, since the release of her last album, Anti, 2016, Rihanna has welcomed two children and become a billionaire. Thanks to her two businesses, Fenty Beauty and Savage X Fenty. Now the singer will finally give her fans what they have been craving for over half a decade. New music. So, Entertainment Tonight reported yesterday that Rihanna is planning to make her musical return next year and has a deal with Love Nation. The outlet learned that she will release new songs and is also planning a world tour for 2024-2025. The exact timeline was not specified, but still, the music is coming at long last. <sighs> yeah, I gotta see it. I gotta hear it. I gotta feel it. I gotta touch it. I gotta taste it. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think that's fair. And like, I think it was um, it was a uh, joy. Our our good our good friend Joy, uh, our cousin. She mentioned on social media like I'm just a little too old to be like following up on things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really felt like. I really feel like that too. Like when I miss like a song of an artist that I like and I'm like, Oh, where was I? And it's just like, I feel like I like, and you know, it's funny. Cause I believe, um, she is 26. So I feel like at that age, I felt like I was too old to be following up on stuff. Cause I remember one time it was like, it was, I think I was at a club or something. And it was like some Nicki Minaj song that everybody was singing. And I just didn't like know it like that. Like how I know her other song. And I just was like, I just feel like I'm too, like, I don't feel like I'm just trying to follow up on like my health insurance and like stuff. Like, I don't know. I just can't explain it. But I feel, I definitely feel that way. I feel that way. Yeah, I feel that way too. Like even, um, I forget what it's called. Parkwood uh, changed their picture and like everything went dark. And I'm like, 
Joy was like, I just don't care. Like, look, I'm too old to know what these little cryptic messages mean. Yeah. Let me know when the music is ready to go. And like, I'm I'm on the same type of time. Like, same. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, Rihanna posted uh, uh, a six, so that means her stuff must be released on her birthday at six o'clock. Like, I don't have look. Do what you want to do. <laughs> That's how yeah. I feel. I'm not begging because I understand not wanting to go to work yet, not wanting to do that creative thing yet. You, she's busy, so I'm like, you know what? As much as I would love new music from Rihanna, I'm just like, I don't have it in me to predict when she's going to do it anymore. Um, and it also kind of like stresses me out thinking about like getting tour ready. Like I know that it shouldn't stress me out personally because like I'm not doing shit, but it's like thinking about, oh my God, having two kids, having businesses, having to like, you know, get your body in shape, having to record. Like, it's just like a lot. So I'm like, people should take their time before they get into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, do what you want. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, do what you want, and I'm going to be right here doing what I want to. Because I'm not like, reading I'm, into anything anymore. Yeah, it's just it's just too much. And, again, we've heard this. We've, we've heard this song. We've seen this dance. And it's all, like, cat for real. Like, we just, just need to see it. We just need to see it. I agree. All right, so... DJ Envy, man, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Ponzi scheme is crazy. Like, when are you gonna learn to stop frauding? That is so crazy so to hear Ponzi scheme. So See? many people are going down for fraud, and I have to think why. It's because people like to appear richer than what they really are. Yeah. Everybody want to keep up with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And it's just like, y'all not it. Like between, it's like G or Erbo, like fraud. Um, DJ Envy, fraud. Then it was like some basketball wife who was recently like, you know, accused of fraud. And Somebody like, on the Housewives of Salt yeah, Lake City too. Housewives, that's what it was. I'm sorry, you're right. Oh, oh that was just you I talking about. I think it was too. the Housewives. I don't know. Oh, Housewives of Salt Lake City. I said, ha, 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 ha. What's I talking like this? Oh, wait, I think we talking about, is she white? The person you talking about? She looks like she could be, like, Asian, maybe? The lady I'm talking about? Okay, let me see. Let me go to Gossip of the City. So, oh, this one is British Williams, a former basketball wife star. Okay, so there's more, multiple. Yes, yeah, she sentenced to four years in prison after pleading guilty to 15 fraud-related charges. 15? Yeah. Mm -hmm. British Williams charges include tax fraud, bank fraud, insurance fraud, and pandemic related scams related, resulting in a total of over 500K in losses. Pandemic related scams. Why do y'all got to do so much? Like, I swear to God, being free and not embarrassed for being like a, a fraud is better. Like, I feel like there's nothing more embarrassing to go to jail for than obviously there are worse things to go to jail for. But I feel like what's most embarrassing is like fraud. Cause I'm like, you just was trying to be a follower. You got yeah, caught. I was gonna say, and you just didn't have it. And now <laughs> Sorry. you didn't have it and you really not gonna have it now. Oh Lord. So like it this is full transparency. Sabrina and I have been having a hard time keeping up with the drama. So we just gonna sort it out right here, right now. 
So Apollo yeah. 105 Studio in New York City had been the site of plenty of drama related to the Breakfast Club. But last week, this get this got even wilder when the iHeart radio station office was raided by federal agents who con- confiscated electronics as evidence in an investigation involving Breakfast Club co-host DJ Envy. Unlike fellow DJ Drama, who once had his own studio raided by the feds, Envy's case is not related to illegal obtained music or record industry pettiness. Instead, Envy is allegedly tied to a real estate Ponzi scheme. The prosecutors claim defrauded millions of people of millions of dollars. One arrest has been made so far. Caesar Pina, who occasionally appeared on the Breakfast Club under the named Flipper, New Jersey, and, supposed, and supposedly flipped properties in New Jersey with DJ Envy, was arrested for his role in the scheme. The complaint against him mentioned a well-known disc jockey and radio personality. So according to Billboard, Pina builds himself as a real estate guru on social media, often posting photos with hip-hop stars, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just seemed like it's a it's a it's a real estate scheme, and Envy is involved. And I even saw that the Breakfast Club posted a job posting for a new host. Stop! Like, mm-hmm. also, that's the thing. Like, you have a job too. Like, if yeah. you want to do something on the side, like make it legit, or like make it like um. I don't know, like, have to do with, like, the job that you already had. Like, I don't know. It's so many ways. But people would be just so money-hungry and, like, want to up, like, keep up a lifestyle that they really don't have to begin with. Yeah. I just sent it to you, the, um, the posting. Oh, my God. This is crazy. And I just feel like, you know what? Their show always circulated negative and energy and it's a space for a ponzi scheme to grow because so it's just true. so negative and like i will honestly i'm gonna always hold that janet mock and amara lanagra interview against them and i just feel like it, it makes me happy to see the show falling apart it makes me happy to see <laughs> that that team just like broke up like you know i think angela <laughs> Yee left and started to talk her shit about how she felt ganged up on and then, like, Charlemagne and DJ Envy were left. And now, you know, DJ Envy is going to the clank clank. Mm-hmm. And now there's Charlemagne, who honestly was the only one who was keeping the show relevant, regardless of if you agreed with him or not. So it's just like, yeah, like, y'all deserve some rough times because the show was not built on good energy, good it's foundations. Really it wasn't built on raising anything for the community. It nope. wasn't built on... Po- it just wasn't. It was built on Charlemagne being a creep. Being um, a freak as well. And, like, how about that? They had a segment, segment, Donkey of the Day, and it's like, oh, how... Funny how is fitting. that now how fitting that your co-host was a fucking donkey. Yeah, Ponzi scheming as donkey too. Ponzi like, scheming when you are a like a public figure is like nuts. Like you don't think you're like they they catch niggas that aren't even well known. Yeah, but you are you laying out the crumbs like the uh who was it Hansel and Gretel when they put the candy <laughs> for the y'all you doing that you putting the breadcrumbs out. But what I think is so frustrating is that like DJ Envy has access to a better life through one, his podcast, two, through like 
just being creative. Like, I mean, again, not a fan of Charlemagne at all, but you cannot talk shit about the fact that he he does have a podcast, right, where he gets, uh, you know, secondary income. It's called Brilliant Idiots. One, two, he like released a book. Three, it's like he always doing something. Yeah. Two, but it's but it's legal work, legal work, and it's like what's stopping DJ Envy from that? He chose to be part of a Ponzi scheme. Now I know this is all alleged, but I'm gonna just say it. I believe he did it because I don't like DJ Envy's energy, and I always thought it was something off about him. I felt like he was so embarrassing, like always talking about how he cheated on his wife and he loved her. And she, I feel like when men publicly talk about the fact that they cheated, I feel like it's not positive. You know, I think they want the world to know they got away with it. I think they want the world to know that a woman loves them so much that they can just do that type of betrayal and they can like stay in it. I think, you know, maybe one conversation, uh, to show that you're transparent is one thing, but when people, I felt like he, it just was talked about too much. And I think he was embarrassing to his family. (laughs) And wasn't he like arguing with her mom or like, no, the girl his wife said my god uh gave my mom alzheimer's so she wouldn't remember that he cheated on something like that just everything is dumb god <laughs> give people alzheimer's let me see what is it um, let me see the direct quote <laughs> i feel like uh that's pretty nuts um but yeah i just i never liked dj Envy ever i thought he was a follower I always thought he was a bit much. I also never forget the time he tried to come after Jesus and Miro. Like, out of nowhere, he tried to get tough with them. And I'm like, don't rappers come on this show and jump you, like, every other day? And now you want to, like, of all people, try to start with the, the funny guys? Like, Yeah, that know. was weird. That was really strange. Okay, sorry. What happened? What happened? What was I it? I found it. It's a Gia Casey believes her late mother's dementia saved her marriage. What? Did God give Dia's mom dementia in an effort to save her marriage? Huh? I knew it was something dumb like that. It's a, it's a, if my mother didn't have dementia, Rashawn and I wouldn't be married today because there wouldn't have, there, there would have been no way. God, God, no God that I could have gone to my mother and told her that what happened and told her I, what I, that I was saying. She said, wait. She said God would have literally had to appear in front of me mm-hmm. and my mother and convince both of us because I wasn't raised that way. Gee, continue. Why do people like to talk about God like that? I think that God took my mother's sensibilities away from her <laughs> so that I wouldn't be in the position where I had to make that decision. That's where it was. Well, thank God, right? That God took her sensibilities away so that it all worked out, huh? Yeah, I that just, was wild. So I'm like, that whole, yeah. I just feel like, well, one, I just have two things to say. I hate when people talk about God as if their God is like their personal fairy godmom who that's just <laughs> literally there to save their fucking marriage. Like, very freaky. Look at what's going on in the world. You think God really cared that much about your about your marriage? You know, very especially when it's to a terrible person. God, nobody, God can't help you. God can only give you, you know, clarity, the vision to see what's going on, and then you make the decision about what you're going to do with that one two it's just like if it's so bad that your mom had to lose her sensibilities uh how shouldn't you just not do it because like even if your parent is not alive if you think about their disapproval that should be enough yeah 
Guess I'm crazy. That's, yeah, that was nuts. Insane. Well, more to come on the Ponzi scheme. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. So, Jay-Z has finally answered the question. That shouldn't shouldn't be a question. Period. Right? So, y'all know, for years, there have been conversations online about, like, would you take dinner with Jay-Z or 500K? That's 500 thousand individual dollars (laughs) so the brooklyn rapper recently sat down with gail king for an interview on cbs mornings which will air in two parts right and jay-z weighs in on the long time debate he says you got to take the money i mean what am i going to say everything that i'm going to say you got all that in the music what for 10.99 that's a bad deal i wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal Oh, he says, everything that I said was going to happen, happened. Everything that I said I wanted to do, I've done anything. That's the blueprint. Okay, Kyra, sorry. He went into his music, blah, blah, blah. But I've always said that, like, what do you think Jay-Z is going to tell you that's going to be more groundbreaking than 500 K dollars. And he probably so tired of talking that he probably would say some shit like he probably be like, Have you seen um secession? Like he probably be talking about shows and shit. Like he or probably be completely quiet because he don't actually fucking want to meet you because you're not his friend. Like you think me me thinking about sitting down to dinner with a random person doesn't really sound that exciting to me. It's not. Especially after years of dating going wrong. Like that I am just tired of doing dinner with random people. Yeah. So it's like I, the idea of being a, a working man father and husband and being like here's this ogre over eager person who's you know who wants to talk to you how much information do you think you're gonna get out of somebody during the first conversation as a stranger like i won't say that strangers have never gave me like life-changing advice because they absolutely have but it's come in the most organic and unlike unexpected like circumstances like there will just be somebody who says something and I'm like ooh that really hit home and they're not saying it because they want to change my life I'm not put in a position for them to intentionally say it to me like it just changes my life because it was just like ooh one of those moments that come every X amount of years you can't plan it when like a person gives you advice that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life you never know when it's going to come so I'm like why why do people think that that's going to happen with Jay-Z and then like how stupid would you feel you go to Ruth Chris with him and then you come home and you still got all your bills and you ain't learn shit but yeah. that you couldn't have you, you could have learned a lot of what he said through interviews <laughs> yeah watching exactly. his interviews yeah that's all you have to do all you have to do is watch his interviews um, get a damn journal like just it's that simple yeah. believe yeah <laughs> just believe in yourself I've had a lot of like I've received a lot of like I guess passive advice from celebrities like but I've got it from not meeting them in person not having dinner with them just listening to their music and listening to like their interviews and things like that listening to their audio books so I do believe you can learn from folks who are successful but it don't always have to be dinner like <sighs> I can't like 500k could give you access to people that are just as influential, if not more than Jay-Z. Dinner? And maybe if you had 500k and you flipped it, you can meet Jay-Z in a situation where you weren't a fan, but instead a colleague. 
Yeah, that's weird. Isn't it? And the fact that this conversation has been floating around for years, and the people who pick Jay Z really think that they're smarter and honorable. It's like, yo, you do show me so much about yourself. The fact that Gail King had to me- mediate it kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> This has gone too far. Girl, Kang probably didn't know what the hell was going on. People probably had to break it down. Like, all right, this is why you... Her producers probably was like, listen, this is really More and important. more, I would just be like, this is exactly why Tina's turning it down like black people. Because <laughs> what? I just feel like I keep having a specific dude face pop in my head as I'm thinking about... I think about that too, and it's just irritating because, like, you see, like, these people really think they they like, <laughs> like, they really think they onto something. Like, they really be thinking they smarter than you. They the type of people, like, for instance, today. So, um, my coworkers was talking, and like, um, patient overheard that. I was going on vacation and like he was like where are you going and I was like Vegas and he was like uh don't like just, just trying to <laughs> he like um first of all if anybody know me no I do not like losing money that's one um I am I don't like losing money and like not saying I'm not a sinner but like typical things that like people my age think is fun like drinking doing drugs gambling club I don't do that I'm literally so excited to go to Circus Circus Mm -hmm. and Circus Circus is an indoor amusement park and the last time I went there I was 11 years old so like I'm thinking about it as like an 11 years old like you know kid so yeah. i'm like with that, ryan which he don't know but I'm yeah exactly so i'm like i'm not that type of person and like he like you know just um oh you know watch it and do it and, this and, that. and i'm just like i already know that's one too i have father so um no shade no tea no all tea no shade like i have father um and i'm like i'm not gonna do this so like i'm thinking of those type of people who like think like they try to like um calculate like i'm just not like i maybe like calculate your actions or like they just try to put like a basic like um like add a basic personality to you like they don't even try to see who you are or ask what you're doing they just try to assign you who they think you are Mm -hmm. and like what you should do and they haven't even um you know uh i would say completed a task but like they haven't even like done anything for real like those guys who like who want the dinner with jay-z um they're like first of all i don't even know what happened to that forex thing mm-hmm. um they're like into that like um they they're people that are likely to get into pyramid schemes and think you're silly for not wanting to flip a hundred dollars into making a thousand and it's just like yeah like girl they're the type of people who was like um yeah so i'm trying to start a t i'm starting a t-shirt company and they like oh yeah like they want their friends to be the supporters and if the friend's not really feeling it they like want to um like be like man everybody don't have your best interest it's like first of all who wants i'm so fucking tired of t-shirts that's one Two, especially the 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 crew necks with the real tight crew neck. I say, like, uh, yeah, and it's like if you know, and it say shit like um more like, and it's like if you know anything about building a business, you know your audience is probably not going to be your your core audience isn't going to be your friends. It's not and, sustainable. Yeah, and it's not sustainable, and it's not fair to your your friendships. 
as well to put that pressure on them because sometimes your friends have different interests like i understand when um you know black girl bunch isn't for some of our friends because i'm somebody that i don't even listen to podcasts and i have one so it's like i don't put no pressure on no exactly to listen to support me like it means more when strangers support me that means we really got something because people not listening to it just out of support for me yeah they're listening to it because they fuck with what we're saying they identify like i meet cool ass people all the time who listen to black or brunch and that that means more that's more sustainable i just feel like what you like what you're saying that like their personality type i feel like they're menaces to society like they the type of people where you in a mall and you're rushing because you're on your lunch break and you gotta get something real quick and they're like excuse me real quick i can i have your attention real quick so my name is hakeem I'm 24 and I'm like respectfully I just don't give a fuck right now like I don't no for real I know you think like something online told you to get people attention but it's actually annoying and it's like you're inserting it's yourself so into my space annoying. and you can't read the room like I don't want to talk That's right now big I have mind. to go to get my package and then go back to work like that's why I'm here right now I'm not here to like entertain you or like yeah we walk through the mall there's like hey have you ever heard it's like please leave me alone yeah actually yeah, I never did I and never. I never want to and I will never entertain somebody who approach who who disrupts my thinking like that and just kind of like inserts themselves into like my world that's why I like working at a store because when you walk into my store that means you want me to talk to you but like walking through the mall like no I don't want to talk to you you know yeah right outside I don't want to talk to you it's just it's very frustrating yeah they always say they're like this is all a part of the house it's like people don't like you and I just want them to like like it's like there's a reason why you're in your mid-30s and you don't have stable income it's because you need you're not living in reality right now and it's this that's that's what's going to fuck you up every time so it's like when they're young they just eager but i'm like by the time you get old you need to start seeing like this approach isn't working <laughs> maybe i'm not meant to be an entrepreneur maybe i'm not going to be the next jay-z like it's okay to admit that and that don't mean you suck because there there are so many other things to be in the world other than that. Yeah. So, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan, but I'm happy Jay Z just. I mean, you gotta feel stupid if you were on that side of the fence. Yeah, because <laughs> he like the money. Like he like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Is yeah. Well, not gonna say. Absolutely not. All right. So. Let's get into the sunken place. Um, so this week in the sunken place, we have men who chase like a specific type of woman. I honestly just would like to take the opportunity and say people who chase a specific type of person, because I also can get annoyed with like certain just just when people fetishize other groups of people. Yeah. Like one time I met this girl who every chance she got, she was like a black plus size girl. Every chance she got, she would tell me her boyfriend's Puerto Rican. Oh, my. She's like, because my boyfriend's Puerto Rican. Because my boyfriend's speaking Spanish. My boyfriend's Puerto Rican. Yeah, my boyfriend is like, I'm like, I know what this means to you. I know what this means to you. That is crazy. I know what this must mean to childhood you. But I can tell you what it means to me. Nothing. Yeah. So it's like, please stop. Like, like it's okay, obviously, to be in a relationship with anybody who you want to be in a relationship with, but just don't make their identity like a selling point because it makes you look strange. 
Yeah, it really do. And like what sparked this, I just literally before we started recording, saw a video of this guy talking about some why he likes BBWs. And we all know where it's going to go from here. <laughs> he said they're nice. They always have good jobs. And he said the... You know, he was talking about how the sex is good and they're so warm and it's like a honey, but like just real, gra- just real graphic, crazy, like greedy, freaky. freaky. It just was wild. And I just was like, you know what? Like, it's a shame because when um, I was in my early 20s, yikes, saying it, um, and I had initially lost a lot of weight, I was excited to not be desirable by those type of men. <laughs> I was so happy that I finally got away from them. Mm. I felt free. Um, But even though it's wild because, like, they're very far and few. I guess, like, I mean, again, I'm not the smallest person, but I'm not big enough for them. Um, So they don't. So, fortunately, um, I am still not that desirable to some, but there are some and not just these men are disgusting they always lead with like like for instance i'll be talking to them and i'll be like um oh like you know just left the gym or going to the gym and they'll be like oh y'all need to do that like why you do don't lose them like it's just real it's like they cannot have a simple conversation with you because they're just so focused on like you staying big for them Mm-hmm. it's like they really can't like they just look at around and they just like nah the class nah. like it's just like <laughs> they can't they're like ah. like they just cannot focus on anything it just looks like just the the uh say that like the the look in their eyes i'm just like it's very like um it's, it's like almost like they have rabies or something yeah yeah and it's, it's it's just you you if you are a serious person and you like to be taken seriously and seen you know for yourself it's going to be impossible for you to to get past that and feel like it's gen, like a genuine compliment versus just like somebody liking the idea of you for some like specific need or like specific specific sexual desire and like I don't care nobody likes to feel like that like if I mean, I've had people act like that because I'm tall, you know, yeah. and like, they literally will just not stop bringing it up. And if you know how to irritate me, it's bringing up my height unnecessarily, like because it's just something that I do live my life not always noticing every single day. And it's just like it becomes so clear that you are other. And it's like I always say, like with your height, you can never change it. Like you got it. This is what it is. You especially with being tall, you can't be sure they can't wear heels and you can't change your shoes. It is what it is. So I don't have a problem with my height, but I don't like people make, bringing it up all the time. And like, if a, you're talking to a guy and he like, who are you tall too? We're going to have some tall kids. And I'm like, what? And like, what are you saying? Like right now? Or yeah, you got long legs and you this and the other. And I'm like, that's literally 
not going to make me interested in you. And it also feels like, like if I, ch- if this thing change, I mean, obviously you can't change your height, but like when, if something changes, like for instance, like if I lose weight or like, um, I, uh, <laughs> I was saying I stopped being black, but that never happened. But like for me, like if I lose weight, it's going to, you're going to be like, Oh, not that much, like not too into like for instance, yeah. like the, I watch a lot of my 600 pound life and on that show, um, they like it's like their partners are their biggest enablers, and like sometimes the partner will get upset when you know they're like getting serious about the losing the weight, um, or they're like, oh, we can't eat this, like, or can you not eat this, like, you know, because I'll be tempted by it. Like they get really mad. Yeah, and it's like they get mad because you know they're no longer going to depend on them they get a little bit more independent they get more confident they like their their um horizons have like are going to be brought in you know with the weight loss and they realize and they get a little bit more confident and they realize that like oh i don't have to be stuck in this situation and like they get like mad and like they often like sabotage them by you know they're like oh i'm gonna buy all these sodas when i know that you know my partner um is tempted by it and they're like try to like sabotage those people like can be dangerous to you especially if you're somebody who you know want to make a change um in your life a significant change they're not going to be supportive of you because they are just there for the the niche of it all if you will right yeah for sure it's just not cool it don't make you i feel like sometimes people think like if they say they like a a, a group of people who aren't like perceived as, who don't typically get the attention for being uh attractive or conventionally attractive such as plus size women such as tall women such as trans women they feel like they doing you a favor so they can say whatever they want yeah. i feel like they feel like wow well, i'm i'm just saying i'm attracted to you so it's like they use it as attention mm-hmm. you know they use it as attention and they don't actually give a fuck about the person they're claiming to be attracted to or their mm-hmm. feelings so they're just disconnected from the way it like lands um so i think that's like my big problem with people who like chase after like a certain group and try to you know fetishize and you know, just make them make content about it because it's like you really want to be known for this so bad. But what you need to love first is yourself. <laughs> Stop being so crazy. Like that's what you need to love first. That part. All right. So that's it for the sunken place. Let's move on into common senses. And this week we wanted to just be positive. You know, it's a lot going on. You know, it's, you know, seasonal depression is about to kick in with this getting dark earlier. And we were just like, let's be positive this week. Let's be positive. We want to do that every chance we get. Every chance we get, because why the hell not, right? So this week we wanted to talk about the future because, like, we're both in a place where we're just extremely excited about the next chapter. So we just wanted to talk to talk through some of the things that we are excited about because life is just ever changing and we're just we're just happy to be working towards what's next. Yes. So I am really excited because every t- time I think about it, 
how like um I'm like I really can do what I want. Like I really can just pick up, go and leave. I can really do what I want. This is the the moment. This is the season. Like I don't have anything holding me back and I get more excited. Every time I think about it, I'm like, I really can do this. I really am going to do this. It just makes me so, so excited. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like soon to be the person that I really see myself, um, in my mind. Um, not even just physically. It's just like, um, like lifestyle wise, like I feel like I'm like treading towards the lifestyle that I want. And mm. the big step in that would be like me moving. And I'm like, it's definitely possible. And like hearing other people's stories and like how they did it. And like just thinking about people, some people that I know um, who, uh, you know, left and like left their hometown or left Philly and did it in an unconventional way they weren't like somebody who was like a big saver or they just was like I have to go and they just did it and then they're like thriving um I love it it's making me excited it's really fueling me yeah yeah I think I think it's just like such a beautiful feeling especially because people try to make it as if like like being old is so negative or getting older, not being old, getting older is so negative. And it's like, but when you think about like this free will that you suddenly realize you have, and then the the learnings that you have combined with that free will, it's just it's like so liberating. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, I really can just pick up and go. That's really um, wild to me. Like, the, like really standing in your free will is a crazy feeling, mm-hmm. um, but a crazy good feeling um, at the same time. Um, and I'm just like getting more excited about planning stuff and like, um, like looking for jobs and like looking for places and coming up with like plans and how I want to do stuff. I've been like really these past few months, I've been like really working on my credit and I'm like, yay. Like, you know, and I feel like right now is like the time where it's really going to change. And I'm just like, really? just excited like I feel like the name of the game for me is like free will because it's me my freedom is very important to me and like being somebody who just does what I want that's very important to me and like being able to stand in that right now is just very exciting because I just I have to have a level of like I have to get I'm able to get up and go that's something that like that fuels me that is, it is amazing. And I'm so looking forward to just kind of like seeing, like watching you work, like just watching you go to work because you have been putting in a lot of work, like one fifth, like with the, with the, sorry, with the workouts and the wellness, because I feel like they get your mind and your body, like your body right for sure, but your mind has been right. And then too, like the saving, the focus, the planning, like I feel like it's all been coming together. So it's always nice to see like the final result. Um, after you see somebody put in months of work, you know, yeah. because it's like people see the move, they don't see the months, yeah, years of like focus and energy that puts into it. So I'm really excited, and I just I want you to be gone. Like obviously I, I love having you around, but I just want you gone. Like I just want you out of here. <laughs> Thank you, no, for real, because I just feel like I'm really going to be like, like it's like me flying away, like like uh, uh like a bird. 
yeah, you know, I'll be visiting you. Excuse me. Like, I just feel like the, the country is not as big as what it used to be when <laughs> we were younger. I felt like, oh my God, LA. She was across the country, but now I'm like, it's just a flight. Like, yeah, it's okay. no, it really is. And that's another thing I'm looking at. I'm like, well, when should I go out there and look for stuff? I'm just like, ah. It's exciting. It's exciting to know you can whenever you, when you, when you, on your time. On right. your time. Um, right. So, for me, I think what I'm most excited about is like something that just been dawning on me over the past two weeks and it's so stupid. Like, I think I've been so like tapped into being like pregnant and the changes in my body. I have, I didn't really stop to think that now I have a family of my own. And that's so dumb because it's like, duh, Iman, of course you have a family of your own. But because like I haven't done things like the more conventional way of like getting married first and just wait, it's like it kind of just was like went from being single to dating to boom, family, right? And it's something that I've always wanted and I've always feared that I would not have to the point where it's a joke that as it happened, I didn't realize it. Like, I don't think I can express how tapped into the changes in my body I've been. Like, you know, I've been fighting like fatigue. I have had like all these different issues. I'm just getting bigger. And it's just like, I was focused on that. And I'm so thankful that I've had like a partner who has had my back this whole time. And I think through like this pregnancy, we've grown so much closer to the point where I realized like, whoa, like you are like my person. Like you're like the person that I'm doing this with. This isn't just like my child. This isn't just my pregnancy. This is yours. Like I'm yours as well. And it's just kind of crazy how it all came together. And I'm starting to realize like how I'm part of like my mom's family unit. <laughs> like how mom, my mom and my brothers, like that was my household. Like I have now have a household. Yeah. And like, I'm one of the heads of it. And it's like, um, just something I'm, it's a huge responsibility for sure, but I'm just really excited to step into the responsibility because like, I really want it, you know, like, it's not something that I don't want. I think that once I realized what was happening, like (laughs) so obvious, and I always make fun of other people for not seeing the obvious, but it can happen. Like now that I realize that I just feel like I'm kind of calming down from other things. Like I was so nervous. Oh, you become a mom. Like you got to maintain your relationships with your friends. Like you got to still support your family. Don't forget about work. Like I was just so concerned about how am I going to stay balanced that I didn't stop to think like, you know, a lot of those things that you do now will take the back seat and everybody will understand. Everybody will understand. You know, everybody in your life will get it. So it's just like really now it's about like how will my weekends look like with my family? <laughs> how what traditions am I gonna create with my family? What am I gonna do like to help my child in school? Like what am I going to do to like make baby food? Like my life has just focused. I haven't been this excited about something in a long time because it's like, you know, I would say the last time I've been this excited, I think I said this before was when I was going to college because up until that point, I had known what my life was going to look like. But when college came, I just couldn't fathom it. Like I could not like 
get with the idea that I'm going to go somewhere. My mom won't be there and I get to do what I want. That type of freedom being a child was just so crazy, especially a child that was like very overprotected. <laughs> so it's like that type of freedom was just so crazy for me. And I can remember like feeling all the feels, like feeling homesick, feeling nervous, not wanting to go backwards, but just feeling so uncomfortable. But ultimately it like changed me. It grew me up and made me like a better, stronger woman. Like I always thrive in these situations. So it was like now come February, 2024, Something that I've never experienced that I can, I can, I'm dreaming about it, but I actually don't know how it's going to be is coming. And I have to now shift my mindset of it's not just me, like me and my partner are going to do this. Like I have somebody like it's no longer just me. And that is really hard to get out of. And I think the vulnerability of being pregnant had to get me here. I don't think that I would have just been so like, oh, this is my family, my partner, until like I resisted meeting him, but he still helped anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's just been really, 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 really amazing to not have to cook every day, not have to clean everything up, not have to worry about moving. Like me and Sabri- Sabria sat pretty during my move. Yes, that was beautiful. We we wasn't lifting shit. We wasn't, I, you know, I don't put anything together. And I'm just like, wow, like this is like, you know, and I, of course I support him as well. But it's like right now I'm just not at 100 to do it. Like I just can't, I really can't no matter how much I want to. <laughs> so it's like, it's just like I've learned through, through meeting him that he actually is there. And I'm like, this is a person that's going to make a really good parent with me and I'm ex- like I'm just excited yeah, like that's... I'm excited just somebody who will be just as invested in doctor's appointments as me just as invested in schooling as me and it's just a really great time to to just be a parent like that's how I feel like I don't feel like oh I'm losing my youth I'm losing my body I'm just like no like I'm gaining a family yeah that's a that's such a good feeling and I feel like that's why it's good that you know that you started a family in your thirties, because mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say people always want to talk shit about people who wait to you know and get th- their thirties to start a family. But it makes sense because like you had your twenties like hottie phase and you did all that. So now you just like oh I could just chill off that like you and I feel like you're doing a really good job because you have the maturity and because like you had your whole 20s to yourself and you're just like okay this is just a new chapter here yeah for sure for sure it's like you once you do something for over 10 years because that's what it was when you when you were in your 20s you are doing like essentially the same thing in different forms like you're going to restaurants with your friends you're going to bars i mean and not not that this is everyone's experience but this was mine like i'm going to restaurants with my friends i'm going to bars with my friends i'm going on girls trips with my friends and i will say by the time i got to 28 29 it started to all feel a bit repetitive to the point where it got hard to get excited about birthday dinners <laughs> including my own it got hard to feel excited about like trips because including trips centered around where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, because I'm like, I'm looking for like that new experience. Like I've done this so many times, like I could never do it again for the rest of my life and be okay. Like I just, you just get tired of doing the same thing. You grow, you grow. So I'm, I'm feeling 
thankful for growth and I'm looking forward. I know it's going to be hard. People keep putting all these TikTok videos up about dating a life of a newborn and they make it absolutely miserable. Like, but I just keep trying to think back to the philosophy that like a baby don't know anything. Imagine how scary. Well, I mean, we all were there, but we don't remember. Like, imagine how scary it is to to just not know what the fuck is happening. Not no brain maturity to know what was going on. Yeah. You was just in a womb. Now you in the world. Their lights, their people, their voices. Their, I just feel like that's anxiety inducing for like a newborn and like the mother specifically, you know, or the person who carried that baby is their only piece. The only thing they know because they've been inside of you. So it's just like my role right now is not to prioritize just my sleep. My role is to do what my mother did for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, also it's to like, protect me, comfort me, and, and really just take care of me. That's what my mom, like my mom never complained about me being a newborn and how she didn't sleep. She never complained about changing my diaper. She never complained about taking me to the doctor because that's her. that was her responsibility. Like that's your responsibility. Yeah, but also, like, those people probably wouldn't have that much of a hard time if they didn't have those bright-ass lights on. Content creating. If, yeah. if they weren't creating content when, like, a child, like, pivotal, like, sleep hours, like, it would be, like, I feel like it would be um a little bit better um if they weren't doing all that. Um, That's just a thought. Like, but who am I, you know? But just a thought. I feel like uh, if they weren't doing all that moving around. Yeah. I just, um, to your point, the content creating is a bit much and it's like, I, I do think some mommy TikTokers and content creators because I have learned a lot through some of them, but I'm also like, be real, let's be real. Some people just want to try to get views and get money from content creating and you could tell who's who. I personally will not, I'll be very particular about the way I content create with a baby because that is not a cash cow. <laughs> I feel like I'm not trying to use my baby to get money. Like as my mom has kept, kept telling me like, you don't have to hide being a mother. Like this is who you are. You have a child, like be, be for real about that. But it's a difference between like, hi, I'm a mother who blogs versus let me put my child in the forefront of this and get them to work and, and make their life hyper visible from day one. Like, so I don't intend to do two things like that at all. Like, I just don't. Yeah, that's like a bit much. Like, I'm just was looking at all them bright lights that like a lot of people that be like a day and like or a new world. I'm like, them lights are bright as hell. I don't know if you saw the one with the interracial couple, but they look yeah, miserable. They do. And it was like, still want to have a kid. I'm like, I hate when people do stuff like that. Cause like, you know, like kid, having a kid is a huge responsibility. So like, why are you shocked when it's a huge responsibility? But I just, <laughs> like, I just don't like that. Like, cause that's the reason why I'm like chilling. Cause I want to have a supportive partner and I'm just like, you have a quote-unquote supportive partner it's just what it seems like and like you have a nice house and it's just like you still like look at and you have a child you have an older child yeah so it's like you did this before those be the most annoying people also i'm not gonna lie the ones who are doing it for their second and third time because they're like oh we didn't get to do this the first time because we didn't have the audience so let's put on the show 
Yeah, that's like a bit much. Um, that's like a bit much when you have like a second child, just when you put on a show. And also, if you look around, people make the same type of videos, like cut for cut, they cut do. for cut. Like, they do. let me tell you, if I have to see one more video of a guy being like, when my mom, when my wife on that medicine ball, you know, the little ball that we yeah. use to like prepare for labor. It's not supposed to be sexual, by the way. And they're all like, oh, I've seen that video so many times. Like, it's yeah. just so, uh, I just, if you know that it's a content creator that's just copying, pasting, I mean, sometimes it takes a while to know who's who's doing that, but if you even get the sense, you can't take what they say for the truth. So I'm not internalizing what content creators say. I would prefer to talk to my grandma who's had six kids, my mom who's had three, my cousin who's had three, my uncle uh, well, my uncle's no longer here, but my uh, family knows the story of my uncle who had four children. And just my dad was just talking about me. He was like, you were fine. You're easy going, baby. I know everybody's not that fortunate. Some folks do have babies who cry because they have colic. They have problems, you know, with digestion. And it's just, that's the deal. That's the deal. You got to take care of them. They can't take care of themselves. That's the deal. And you only get that period with them when they're newborns like that for a really short period of time so i can choose to do that learned eight over. Weeks. i just learned that huh i just learned that a baby is a newborn for eight weeks yep and then it just goes by quick so i'm just gonna try to enjoy it my boss who is a badass black woman was telling me that like you are going to be so excited that you're not going to want to sleep <laughs> anytime they get up you're going to be like well you're up you're up like and i'm like i know me that's how i was with my damn dog i know i'm gonna be like that with a child you know so i'm excited and you should be yeah, like we're just, we are two excited girls just cheering each other on. And I guess I, something that, you know, I want to talk about really quick before we wrap is what does the next chapter mean for the podcast? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so it's like we're going yeah. to continue to podcast. And yeah, I was about to say, because the mic, I, yeah, everything I could take with me so like it's fine we're in two different places as we speak i mean obviously time zone differences might have to coordinate different time for recording um but like as far as like what is happening for the podcast there's no intention to to stop um uh if anything there's this uh, more pressure for both of us to grow because of like what we're doing like sabrina being in new york me being like a mom like i never want to give up like things um yeah i will say that there will be like a two month live hiatus. So we won't be recording every Tuesday during the time where I'm on like leave from just healing and trying to, you know, see what it's like to be a parent, but we're working on solutions for what to do during that time. So, you know, make sure you follow us on social media because we will be asking some questions about what preferences are, what's the best way to go about it, just so that we fill that time with some content and we don't go completely dark because we want to enjoy the hiatus, but we also don't want it to feel like, you know, we're just gone. Yeah. That's not us. Exactly to still give you a hug for sure so make sure you follow us on the socials again to stay in a loop so you can follow us on instagram at 
uh, Black Girl Brunch Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. You can also send us an email with some suggestions at, on, on blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Patreon. Again, we have the page you wish model. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I created TikTok today, y'all. I'm back on uh, with Iman Mate. I'm going to take a shot at YouTube because everyone has been bullying me and I really need to do I'm, I'm going to do it. I am. I am. So, um, you can find me on Twitter at It's Mate and Sabria. And you can follow me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and TikTok and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. All right, y'all. That's the show. Bye. Bye.